This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? What's up, everybody? Fresh, back, relaxed from vacation here on the Power Producers Podcast. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm pretty excited about our next guest because this is something that is near and dear to my heart but it's got a little twist a little technology twist to it and i think that's what's going to make this so interesting for so many of you listening to this our guest today is mr rick elmore and rick is the ceo founder of a company called simply noted and they are taking handwritten notes to a completely different level And if you read my first book, The Extra Two Minutes, you know how serious I am about handwritten notes. So, Rick, what's up, brother? We're going to chat a little bit about everything you guys are doing. But before we get started, how about bringing us up to speed on how we got here today? Yeah, well, first, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Again, my name is Rick Elmore. I'm the owner of Simply Noted. Simply Noted is a handwritten notes platform. What that means is we help companies, agencies, entrepreneurs, basically anybody in business help to integrate, automate, and scale building relationships and loyalty within their business. And the way that we do that is with our handwriting robots that we build here in-house. We help send thank you notes, like real pen written, not printed, like real custom personalized pen written thank you notes, birthday cards, anniversary cards, and your handwriting. So um, it's a pretty cool platform. Um, we've been around about five years. Uh, we have about 400,000 monthly users on our platform. So you know, not a small company by any means, but really what we try to do is help you guys attract and retain you know, your clients in a more personal way. So right out of the box, everybody who's ever invented anything at all had a reason. You know, there was a need that you needed <laughs> yeah. to have met in your own life, or there was that moment of epiphany that said, you know what, I think I'm just going to go ahead and start a company that does this. What happened, man? Why? Wh- what was it that led you to go down this road? Because before we started recording, you're pretty clear. This is not like anything else is, this didn't happen overnight. You've been no. on this journey for quite a while. Yeah. I just, I think like most great products, they're born out of necessity. Um, well, my background's in athletics. I, I was a college and professional athlete, played at the University of Arizona uh, under Mike Stutes, was a three-year starter there. And then was in the NFL for three years. And when I got done, I basically did what, you know, everybody else, you know, that makes that transition does, uh, got into basically like highly competitive corporate sales, just because <laughs> a lot of, the, a lot of, 
you know, the things that you're good at are very uh, transferable into that atmosphere. Had a ton of success there. It's either, you know, top 1% or top five sales rep in the company. Each year I carried a full bag, but really had an itch I couldn't scratch. So I went back and did my MBA in 2017. And that's where Simply Noted began. I was in a marketing class about a year into my program. And I had a mar- marketing professor at the end of like a three hour long lecture where he was going over all the success rates in marketing and everything was super nominal, like email, direct mail, cold calling. Uh, it was all like low single digit success rates. And this is like, you know, the epiphany moment. He ends this lecture and says, hey guys, you know what works better now more than ever is a good old fashioned handwritten note. Number one, they're rare. Number two, no one's getting them anymore. And number three, they have a 99% open rate. Um, hmm. If you want to talk about engagement rates, there's nothing better. So I thought that was a great idea. I carried a book um, uh, at that time, about 400 clients. I ran a quick pilot test. I bought this really bad pen plotter from China. It took me about a, a month, six weeks to write out really like 500 really bad handwritten notes. Sent them to 500 prospects in my territory I'd never worked with. And the response rate was just amazing. Hmm. Like literally that's where like... The, entrepreneurial seizure. Anybody who started a business understands this. You have that moment where you're just, it's like an outer body experience. I had that experience. These doctors were like, Hey Rick, like, thanks for sending me that handwritten note. This is awesome. Um, and it just, it it was just absolute fire. Um, my monthly quota was like 45, 50 grand at the time I sold over $280,000, you know, just from that first campaign. So from that moment on, it was just, attacking this this idea of full speed so are you originally from arizona so i'm actually from california i got a, an athletic scholarship to come to arizona okay then are you are yeah. you where are you located now in phoenix so do you know my buddy will shaw uh name sounds familiar i don't know how i would know he, him though he, he's the ceo of an insurance technology product called better agency but also played college football and was a tight end for the Ravens. And you guys are roughly the same age. <laughs> but I got to connect with him. I'll look him <laughs> yeah, up. I, yeah. I'm uh, very connected in like the, you know, entrepreneur, you know, network out here. So that's probably yeah, why he's a dude in. you need to know. And then another one you need to know that's also a good friend of mine um, is Michael Zal, Z-A-L-L-E. He's the CEO of Yellowbird. And they're also based in Phoenix, Scottsdale area. Yeah. I, that's why I love, I, I, I thought I would always go back to California but Phoenix is such an amazing place to start a business. You know, it's like the it is, part. man. And, it is. And why, yeah, the reason why I want to connect you with those guys is because I know that they're in like several CEO groups for for tech entrepreneurs, and it's mm-hmm. a really uh, well run network that they have out there. So I'm actually an investor in both of those companies. With in addition to the fact that those guys are my friends, and from an investor's perspective, it's really cool to see all of the infrastructure and stuff that they've built to to help, you know, technology companies thrive and survive. It's, it's great. I'd appreciate it. Um, I, I know network, your network is your net worth. So uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'll make those introductions. So talk a little bit about what it's been like getting to market, man. I mean, going from idea, you know, I, hate, I almost want to say you know from putting the pen to the paper that would be a little bit corny but you know <laughs> well, yeah well um, you know we yeah so we're completely self-funded here um 
When I say that, we're all com- completely customer funded. And we've done that on purpose. We wanted to stay true to our mission from day one, which was really build a, a company around this lost art, which was just a handwritten note. We did talk to some investors early on, but they really pushed us to go digital. And I just did not believe that's where that, w- that was not the problem we needed to solve. And going into this now AI world, I believe this tangible handwritten note is going to be incredibly even more valuable as jobs are going to be changed, lost, and more automated. Connecting personally is going to become even more valuable. But it's been incredibly challenging. I'm a sales and marketing guy, football guy, athlete, and I've started a robotics you know, software and industrial automation company. We're applying and working on six patents for these robots, something I never thought I would ever do in my wildest dream is own a patent. <laughs> we built this technology <laughs> for a robot. Ground up for a robot, seriously. Yeah. But I just, I truly believe in the, the problem that we're solving is it, it's just more important than ever. If you think about every business, relationships are the root to your success. Doesn't matter if it's with a client, a vendor, a bank, if you don't have rock solid, loyal relationships, you can't successfully scale or maintain your business. And that's what we're trying to help do is, you know, help anybody. It doesn't matter. And I think this is really like a, a service-based type of product. So if it's like real estate, mortgage, insurance, um, you know, where there's a type of like back and forth relationship with your customer, this is a product that is just an absolute no brainer, but yeah, just, you know, there's a, a ton of stats, you know, when customers feel appreciated, you know, they stay five times longer, they spend seven times more, they refer, you know, on average, three to five uh, friends a year, and people who truly genuinely feel appreciated. So that's what we're trying to do is help businesses grow authentically, you know, through relationships versus just burning budget on ads that change all the time, you know, dealing with the Google monster Goliath that changes their algorithm all the time. It's like, why don't you just focus on the people that are already there? Because those are the people that can really help you win by, you know, upselling them, being loyal and referring their friends. Well, I think too, like, you know, the fact like COVID has changed a lot of things, obviously. I mean, we were, I mean, in person, every appointment before. And then since COVID happened, most of the stuff I've been doing has been sending people video quotes or, um, you know, getting on the phone and, and things of that nature. And I came from the background of selling in person, walking into somebody's business cold and trying to sell them office supplies. So like I'm seeing it from the perspective, like we, we've sent out things of these nature to clients, like thanking them for their business. But I would imagine that there's opportunity and, you know, maybe it's something that you guys too, where you'll send it out as a marketing device or tool. Talk a little bit about the different uses and things that you've had success with. Well, that's why I started this in the, in the initial or in the very beginning was to attract new clients because mm-hmm. it was so hard to stand out. I was in a medical company that had, you know, hundreds of competitors pushing the same product with, you know, a different label on it. So I knew like how you how you won business is how you lost business. So if you won through just going down on price, you're going to lose right. some totally. competitor, right? So I was just like, you know what? My best five clients uh, and those, I mean, usually it's right. Like the top 20% of your clients make up like 80% of your revenue. I mean, that happens way more than not, but I focus so hard on establishing the strongest relationships and connections with my best clients because I knew for someone else to come in, it's going to have to be way more than just a better product. Um, It's Mm going to have to be somebody who's going to outwork me, own that relationship more. You know, I was, you know, texting my clients, calling my clients, you know, I would send them handwritten notes, go to the birthday parties. Like I worked on that relationship so hard. 
who know that, hey, like no matter what, I don't have to worry about a competitor coming in because they're going to have to beat me, not the product. So at the at the doesn't matter if you're a sales rep, you know, or an entrepreneur, like you you really have to understand that the success is going to go through your relationship. And you have to treat yourself as you're running your own business all the time with that client. So um, I just focus. I mean, that's how I've grown this business is through relationships. We do use our own product to start conversations because it, the open rate is so high and the product is so unique. We'll always uh, throw at the end, like we'll send out a handwritten card to targeted list. And at the end, we'll say, hey, P.S., this is written by a robot. And that's always the hook because people don't even know this exists. So they want to learn more. So. Yeah, I think as an attraction tool, um, you know, if your clients is, you know, we always say if your clients is worth at least a thousand dollars, this is a really good attraction tool because the open rate's so high. And if you have a good call to action, your response rate's going to be really awesome. But um, we think you can use it for everything. So attract and retain. And also we we use software to automate. So, you know, a lot of a lot of our clients use us throughout the funnel. So somebody fills out an online form, you can set, automate sending a handwritten card. You know, if you don't complete like a successful phone call in 30 days, like you can automate, hey, we weren't able to connect with you. We'd love to talk to you. Like you can automate all that stuff. So that's the platform side. We try to integrate and be able to automate from everywhere, no matter where you guys are. That's pretty cool, man. I think the other thing too is by doubling down on your existing clients, you're going to attract more people that mirror those existing clients too. Mm -hmm. So if, I don't know, I can't really think of very many people in my book of business that I've ever sent a handwritten note to that I don't get an email that says, Hey, got your note. Thanks so much for taking the time to send it. Like, mm -hmm. even though they don't write a handwritten note back, thank God, you know, but <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll at least they acknowledge it because it is, it's a point of differentiation. Yeah. I guess my question is like, what what has this process been like if you as you've taken this concept and turned it into an actual company like what surprised you the most like how much certainly you're not going to say uh nope david i had i had it all pegged i knew exactly down to the second when i was going to hit each of my milestones and all of this i mean it's a lot of work to just figure out how to get all of the the software and stuff programmed to be able to do that. Like, yeah. what's that look like? I, I'm laughing because you literally just took the words out of my head. Um, I was thinking about how hard this has been and how much work it has been to do something like this. doesn't matter what business you're starting. It's a lot of work to start any business. You know, it, it really is to get a website up, to do ads, to start an account, to online reputation, build a business, build a product, right? But this, you know, my, <laughs> my uh, competitiveness is, I would say, very high. Um, I, I think that comes from being an athlete. When I do something, I don't, you know, don't do it unless I'm going to go all out. And that's really why we push to build our own handwriting robot. There's just nothing better in the world. We've tried everything out there. Um, you know, we spent over $100,000 just on opinions from engineers, you know, and other products to see, you know, how can we make this better? But um yeah, I think uh, before you start something, don't think it's going to be easy <laughs> because like if you think it's going to take one year, it's going to take five. If you think it's going to take five, it's going to take more than 10. But you got to really have the patience. That's something I've learned as an entrepreneur is you may have like a, a goal for 30 days, but understand things are going to change because there's just so much you can't control. But it's been an incredible process. I've learned how to code, at least front end. I don't do any back end code. Um, learn how to work with developers, project manage, engineers, 
um, self-fund a multi-million dollar business with zero, <laughs> zero like it, like loans, debt, investors, which I'm extremely proud of because that was something I wanted to challenge myself and say, hey, I'm having success in the corporate world. Like, is it because I'm in corporate or is it because of me? So I've basically put those thoughts to rest. I, I've known that I, I understand how to be successful, but I think anybody out there, if you're going to try something, just uh, be patient and um, understand it's going to take a lot longer and, and good things come over time. You know, it's, it's again, uh, if it comes easy, it's going to go away easy. So understand. Well, I think that's probably one of the tougher things for people these days, man. I mean, the instant gratification, I mean, like yeah. in everyday life, I mean, we can pick up our phone and, you know, text somebody or, or get, you know, like Amazon, I remember, same day delivery, Instacart, yeah, same day delivery. and all of yeah. that. So it's, it's definitely tough for people. I think, um, you know, my wife manages a team at ADP selling payroll and it's like a lot of the people on her team are, I mean, they're younger than like, we're, we're 35 now and they're, and they're all younger. They're like in their early twenties. And it's just the, even though I still feel like they're somewhat close in age, I mean, it's a totally different generation and they think way differently than her or I do. And I'm just like, it, it, it it's just interesting, man. Um, and I that, really, yeah, it is, it is. And I think it's easier now to set yourself apart from the rest because so many people are like that, that the grass is greener mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of people do that even with customers. I'll talk to other business owners. They're like, oh, screw that customer. I'll just get another one. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I just like, you have, it's like, you got to treat everybody. You got to like obsess about everybody's experience, every client, like it's just the wrong mentality. So if you're like able to have that men, like mindset, like it's not going to be a, you know, the gr- grass is greener on the other side, or like you just said, like instant gratification, like you got to be able to have that mindset for the long run. Like if you can do that and stay the course, like you're just going to beat out everybody because nobody's like that anymore. So in the spirit of instant gratification, I'm going to transition just for a second. The average customer for your company, you know, when they come on board, what's that process look like for them? I mean, because there's got to be an opportunity for your systems to learn their handwriting, right? And I mean, I'm assuming there has to be a certain amount of writing that takes place in order for it to scan samples. (laughs) What about people with shitty handwriting? Well, that was (laughs) honestly, man, I was kind of going there for a second because, you know, I even look at myself. I write, I actually do write a lot of handwritten note cards just because of the podcast. And I put one in every single, like when a guest comes on, we send them a thank you gift, which you'll receive, but it's got a handwritten noted in and everything else. And until we started doing that with the podcast, yes, I would write a note (laughs) as we brought a new client on or whatever. But over time that just sort of fizzled out and it was whoever else ended up doing it and I'd sign it or whatever, you know, but it it took me a long time just to remember, like it's been so long since I had written in cursive on a regular basis. I don't know if I know how to anymore. I I Mm -hmm. swear to God, man, it was like I had to go back and reteach my hand how to write in cursive and then how to do it somewhat legibly so that yeah. people could actually see, you know, read. What I don't know it was if I could write writing. the cursive alphabet right now. I don't know no. if I could, I haven't had to do that <laughs> since like fourth grade. Yeah. Let's try buzz. I just, <laughs> I just, I just write in all caps so that there's no yeah. confusion. Like I'm yeah. screaming at people. Yeah. Thank you. 
<laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Destiny's still waiting on you to fill out some. That's why I was laughing, man. That's the first that's, that's the first thing I was thinking of. Uh yeah. But to answer your question, David, it couldn't be easier. I really if you work within a software, we just integrate through Zapier, integrately, you know, one of those infinitely open automation no-code tools or an API integration. But if you have a list of your clients, and that's like the number one way most businesses work with us cyclically throughout the year, you know, just a, a really good opportunity that a lot of businesses work with us is in April coming up is customer appreciation day. It's like, it's a no brainer to say thank you to your clients in April. All you need is a spreadsheet. Literally it's a, a Google sheet, spreadsheet, Excel, CSV, whatever. And it's just like mail merge. Like, well, literally every single note is completely custom to that individual. So I'll say like, hi, John, hi, Sarah, hi, Sally. And it literally looks like you sent them a personalized handwritten note. And I, I just, I love doing these campaigns, especially when it's just the thank you, like full stop. Thank you. Like we talk to clients on their next campaign. They're just so jazzed about like the feedback they got from just saying, thank you. Like it, it even turns into like a viral aspect sometimes where uh, um, our clients will let us know like, Hey, like our, our handwritten notes ended up online. You know, they'll take a picture and you're like, what is that doing for your business and your reputation? Right. So it's a really cool service, but um, yeah, it couldn't be easier. Uh, our website, anyone can send just one or two or 10, add a gift card, include your business card. Um, super easy from our website, but most of the businesses that use us are integrating and automating. It's just automate that birthday card, automate that anniversary reminder, you know, hey, your, your renewals are coming up. Um, and it's just a tool in the belt. We don't tell anybody this is the only thing you need to use. You still have to use everything else. You still have to have great customer service. You have to have a good email game. You still have to do ads, right? But this is just a, I call it a silver bullet within their, their tool belt. It's just, it's an incredible tool they they should add to the their MarTech stack already. So when you say integrating, are you integrating with CRMs currently? Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. we, do that, we do that through uh, Zapier integrately or an API integration. Mm-hmm. We've just, we've explored like deep integrations into all the major CRMs. It's just like you were saying earlier, if it's not automated, right? If, if it just tends to phase out. So like, if you can't automate it, you may like manually send a handwritten note through Simply Noted once or twice a month, but to remain consistent, to know it's always getting done. Like we set up triggers. A trigger is just an event that's happening. So new client comes on board or birthday or anniversary or whatever, um, and we help automate it. Nice. How long does it take to learn the handwriting of your client? So anybody can do it. I, it we do it for like less than 5% of our clients. We have over 900 handwriting styles to choose from. 32, I believe, are, at, are available on our website. It's just, if you're a person of influence and you're like, you're out in front of the public all the time and you're worried about your handwriting getting up online, like usually it's like presidents of school or politicians will, will create their handwriting. It's just, it's a very laborious process on our end and it costs about $1,500 um, depending on how complicated your handwriting is. Cause hmm. it's not, it's not just a scan of your handwriting and we throw it in. Um, I know you mentioned uh, send out cards earlier. That's basically what they do is we'll scan just, you know, one variation, but we take into account like the kerning, which is the natural spacing of how you write. Do you write tight, loose? You know, what does a T next to an H look like? Is it tight or loose? The ligatures, like what do two T's look like versus a T by itself, two N's, two O's, two zeros. I mean, we literally like dive and create your handwriting style. So we don't even call it a font, like we call it your own handwriting style. 
And uh, it's a very, like, it takes our designers like three to five days. If it's a sig- like a cursive type of handwriting, those are kind of a, a whole different monster because you got to like, connect every single letter. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but most people don't. But if you absolutely want to, we can include, create your own handwriting style and even add your signature. So like, you're really signing these cards. And it's really so, cool to see these robots, right? <laughs> yeah. I could always tell when it's not our handwriting style because I've helped create all of ours. I was like, oh, that's cool. That doesn't look like one of ours. <laughs> so I always go talk to our ops guys. Oh, who just did this? So, yeah, yeah. but out of, out of the box, you don't have to do that, right? So, we, what I'm hearing is that you've got, you know, quite a few stock options of handwriting yeah. to look at. And yeah. most people just pick one. And I, I mean, I think honestly, that's probably the best way to do it because I couldn't imagine. Like I can understand the novelty of having it written in your own handwriting, but truthfully, yeah. I feel like I'm doing somebody a disservice by having them try and decipher that slop, man. Cause it's, yeah. it's- <laughs> well, not only that, but the point you brought up about like, you know, school officials or whoever having their handwriting being out there, that that's an, that's an interesting point. Something I wouldn't have really thought of. Yeah. Well, that's a real, I mean, it's a real problem for like the high level yeah. like person, but for most people, it's not. Um, and the way these robots write too, like no two notes will ever look the same. So if somebody ordered a thousand handwritten notes, like li- literally how we've developed our own handwriting engine. So the handwriting engines, which actually drives the handwriting robot. And it's there's a lot of APIs and there's actually, um, we call it a, a glyph manipulation system. So even if it wrote like 10 A's in a row, like our AI or our or um why it's gonna be like slightly different it's always it always stretches and rotates and grows and shrinks so like it hmm. literally how a person would write so there's so much thought that goes into this and i don't have it but we even create our own pens like we create our own pen inserts our own pen casings like we write so much pens run out like i don't know if you guys have ever written to when a pen runs out but mostly everybody i usually lose pen. my pen yeah exactly but we we literally have a pen graveyard in the warehouse and we just always throw it in there and it's just like we run out. I mean, these, they run out within like six hours of writing. So we had wow. to create our own pen inserts for two reasons. When you write, especially when you get through like 10% of that first, like a, a part of the ink in the cartridge, you start getting streaking because it's, it's vacuum sealed versus pressure sealed. Like this is how much we've geeked out on this. So we <laughs> figured out that problem. So our, our pen casings, they're three, they hold 300% more ink. So they can actually last the whole day. And then they're uh, they're pressure sealed, so it actually pushes the ink out consistently. So when our pens write, there's no streaking, and then we can control the viscosity, which is the wettability of the ink. So if you lick your thumb, it really smears like extra nice, so you know it wasn't printed. And and then hmm. the weight, the pen casings are weighted, so they dig into the paper more. So I mean, like we've over engineered the crap out of a simple three dollar handwritten note. That's interesting, man. Yeah. So how many of these things do you have set up and operating simultaneously to get, be able to meet volume demand? So that's the problem is like the variable cost of scaling this business or, I mean, ignorance was bliss starting this. Um, so after getting our, our handwriting robots back done last August, um, it's almost a year ago, we, we put in an order for 150 of them. So it's really been a lot of supply chain issues, but, you know, well, we should have 150 to 175 uh, handwriting robots in our warehouse by you know, the holidays this season. But wow. you know, these large corporate accounts, you know, they demand the best technology, you know, the best handwriting, the best product. You know, if they give you large orders. You have to be able to turn them, you know, meet their SLAs. And it's like 
we do have some competitors in this space, but there's really only like, you know, a couple major players, but you know, these smaller competitors in this space are using pen plotters in their, you know, closet office in their house. And they're trying to do this. And it's like, I started there, you know, back in 2017, I get it. But like these major accounts, you need the right technology, the best handwriting style or the best handwriting type uh, capabilities, these robots, the scalability. That's what I was saying. Like if I, if I knew all this, when I started this business five years ago, I don't know if I would have did it because it's, we've literally <laughs> invested millions back into this business and we just, we keep doing it to help scale because we need to scale in order to keep our clients happy. Yeah. I mean, I could see like having 20, 12 year old kids in a dark room, just mm-hmm. sitting there writing. I mean, that's the, that's the alternate Some sweatshop. Right? Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> sweatshop. They have, I've seen nonprofits have people in China write handwritten notes for them and then ship them here. Like people get really, that's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we've tried to convert some nonprofits. Like, Oh, we have this great workflow already figured out. I'll end up talking to like a consultant who manages their projects. And I was like, Oh yeah, we, we uh, import them from China. I'm like, how do you import an uh, English handwritten note from China? And I was like, they can do anything over there. I was just like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> what say is so like what, What's one of your favorite success stories? Maybe somebody, you know, reached out and gave you feedback like, hey, I was able to pick up this client, you know, or um, something. So, I mean, we work with a lot of e-commerce brands. It's like a no-brainer um, because they get all their information a part of the order. And we have e-commerce brands that have just used this for years. We work with a luxury la- uh, hat brand. And um, they've probably been one of our, our oldest clients. I mean, over three years and it's been great just to see their, their success go up over time. And I've known the guys since I was like 12 years old, I grew up with them. And every time I talked to him, he just says a massive part of their success is just the appreciation and the relationship that they're building with their clients. Like it says, it's almost built like a cult following is like their brand with their clients. And he said that that handwritten notes, a part of their brand. So I, I love that story, even though I've known this guy for a long time and he kind of gave me the opportunity to work with him like a long time ago, like when we were, didn't even deserve it, but we've earned it. We've kept it. And every time I talk to him, he just says, Hey, like that relationship really works. It's like, it's a part of their brand. They're never going to stop. You know, every time the CEO that I know, he talks to his clients, like their clients are, I mean, their customers will say, I can't believe you sent me a note. Like, and he just laughs because of like, he didn't actually do it, but they think they did. Yeah. But, I mean, there's tons of, uh, uh, you know, prospecting, you know, I, I, I've known people who, you know, in home service industry, solar, that type of stuff, like how their businesses have just gone absolutely wild. You know, these, these commissions, these, these like home service companies are getting are just insane, you know, 10, 20, $30,000 commission checks. So, you know, it's just a really cool tool. Um, you know, people leverage it in different ways. And we work with, you know, 3PLs, which are just shipping companies will handwrite notes and ship them to a 3PL and they'll include them in boxes. So, you know, politicians get really creative to get signatures and donations. So it's really, it's just adding that personal touch into whatever your personal touch is. If it, is it saying, thank you? Is it a prospecting campaign, right? Is it part of your client experience and building your brand? We just think it's pen to paper is it's going to stick out and, and really dig a hole like into the middle of their brain that they're going to remember, you know, that any other marketing medium uh, we just truly believe cannot do in the same way. Cool. What have we missed, man? You know, I just, I don't know. I mean, we kind of cover a little bit about the story, the technology. I just, I, I really 
we want people to see it. You know, we do send out free sample kits. We send out a really big 10 by 13 folio so you can really see everything and touch it and understand like why it's so great. And usually what happens when people get these sample kits, um, you know, they'll give us a call once they get it. And they're like, I can't believe this is as legit as this is. Like, can you do this? And we help them figure out the campaigns that they want to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a great idea. I think it's an even better idea that it can be set up with Zapier to zap to the, you know, next, next note going out. Right. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm as you're explaining all of this, I'm, I'm thinking through all the different zaps that we're already using and where this would fit into our process from both a prospecting and a sales standpoint, there's a million different ways to use it, man. And again, it goes back. I mean, we have to get to a point where we understand we can't control and do everything physically in our operations. It's just impossible, right? Like if I were to sit down, if I like and truthfully build handwritten notes, for every instance where I feel like a handwritten note would serve me well, take you I would forever. literally, I'd be literally sitting here writing notes all day. Like yeah. Yeah. Kyle would come in and I'd have one of those plumes dipping it in ink, just, you know, just John Hancock in my way across a note card. But in, in all, in, in all seriousness, I mean, it, I, I do feel like handwritten notes specifically are a lost, they're a lost art. And it's really, it's sad that we even call it an art because an art would, you know, imply scarcity to it and something that's out of the norm. When I was a kid, man, this is just how it was. Like you wrote, like I, you know, I can remember, you know, kids today have it good, (laughs) you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to turn into the get off my lawn guy, but you know, (laughs) at the same time, like we would get birthday presents. We would get Christmas presents when I graduated from high school. Like we weren't even allowed to play with, yeah, we weren't allowed to play with that stuff until we sat down and wrote the thank you notes for it, right? And now it's like the same thing. You know, now it's I'll I'll tag you on social, bro, when I take a picture of it or something like that. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I think that I think that if we went, you know, just stopped long enough to go back a little bit and realize there's a lot of uh, of intent and meaning behind doing that. And what you've done is you've married modern technology to an old school thought process. And that allows the next generation to perpetuate kind of how we were brought up without having to invest as much time and energy into doing it. I mean, like that's, that's what I see. Well, that was the goal. And I I couldn't agree with you more. Like when I was being recruited in high school, like to play football in college, any coach that sent me a handwritten note, like immediately stood out. Right. And, you know, I remember when I was, it's like probably like sixth grade or seventh grade my mom made me write down like who gave me what present and she made me write that out so I mean we're from that generation I truly believe I'm 35 but my generation going forward so for like the next 30 years this product is gonna be a staple I mean it just people get it right maybe the younger generation because they just never had to experience that Maybe it's more of like a novelty to them, but I think for that, at least the next 30 years, you know, we understand how valuable pen to paper is. We grew up without cell phones or at least a flip phone. We wrote our friends notes in class. Um, you know, I got a hand when I left the the charger or the 49ers in 2012, I got a handwritten note from Jim Harbaugh. Right. And I, I, that's a keepsake now. And that's literally in my office on my bookshelf. And I'll show my kids that someday. I mean, it's like a trophy to some people, depending on like your influence over somebody. So 
I mean, just think about how powerful that can be at scale. And like you were saying, that's what we've done. We've married technology with an old school practice. We're trying to make it as easy as sending an email. Like if you, it really is. I mean, if you really try it, once you do it once or twice, like it really is as easy as sending an email. So we're just trying to, you know, bring that personal touch, you know, into the the digital and AI revolution um, because it's, it's more, I, we really believe it's more valuable than ever. I've actually got a handwritten note for you and Annie in the conference room, David. Outstanding. <laughs> I love it. So how do they find you, man? You know, there's a lot of people on here who have the ability to use your product. I think they probably should be because it'll make them look better. Um, and the other thing is, let's call it what it is, man. A lot of the times, if if it's not something where you sit down and physically write it by hand or whatever, it just doesn't even get done. So, you know, it's a matter yeah. of, of setting this thing up with automation, not just, you know, to get the note not in your own, you know, in, in handwriting, but to make sure it even gets done and build it into your automation processes. So we have a lot of forward thinking agents that listen to our podcast and they already believe in technology and adopt it. How do they get in touch with you and get set up? Yeah. Well, first off, like you're saying, if it, if, if it's not automated, it's never going to get done, but the best place to to get with or to work with us or learn more about us is just go to simplynoted.com. It's just how it's spelled. S as in Sam, I N P L Y noted.com. And we just say, go request a free sample kit. It's in top right-hand corner of our website. It says request a sample. We'll send you more information than you need. Case studies, pricing flyers, like seven or eight writing samples, a handwriting style sheet, and that's when the light bulb's going to go off for you. But also, I'm on LinkedIn all day. It's just Rick Elmore, E L M as in Mary, O R E. That's my number one social tool. We try to be as helpful as possible. There's just so many different ways to skin this cat. It's just, we say full stop, thank you. Just literally, if you're going to do anything for your business or you're going to use this in any way, just say thank you. It's a great marketing tool you know, to attract new clients, start conversations, book more meetings. Yes. But we say at the very base minimum, everyone should just build a better relationship once a year, twice a year. Holidays, are, we do like 35, 40% of our revenue in November, December, because that's where mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, wait, wait, yeah, we want to, yeah, like the holidays is a no brainer. But just say thank you. You know, customer appreciation day is coming up in, in, in April. You know, it's like, just, just say thank you and watch what it does to your business. It may not change overnight, but watch it to these guys who understand the long, play, right? Who want to do this three, five years, 10 years, and then sell their agency. Watch what it does, building more loyalty, getting more referrals and dominating those relationships. Just watch what it does. It's going to be magical. There you awesome. Go. Well, listen, man, really appreciate you taking time to chat with us. I shot you a um, connection request on LinkedIn. And when you accept that, my very next move is going to be to introduce you to both Will and Michael, to get you in front of them out there. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think it. those guys would be really good contacts for you to have. Um, they're certainly well-networked in my space, but specifically just because of the tech environment out there where you're at, I think they would be really good guys for you to know and be able Thank to bounce so ideas. And, and, and I don't know what position you played, man, but maybe one day we could get you and Will to pad, put the pads back on and go at it one time. <laughs> I everybody. think you said he was a tight end, right? Yeah. Yeah, I played defensive end, so we would have we would have battled every, every Let's go, play. man. <laughs> there you go. Let's come get on, some Oklahomas Shaw. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah come exactly. on, Shaw. Yeah, love it. <laughs> well, thank hilarious. you, guys. Yeah, Absolutely, man. man. Really enjoyed having you on and uh, wish you nothing but continued success. Stay tuned because... 
We're going to send you an, a, an actual handwritten note in the box with all the other cool stuff we send out commemorating your time on the Power Producers. So really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule and, and we'll talk soon for sure. All right, guys. Have a good one. Cool. Right, See you. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com. 